It's a new day. Yes, it is. The Back Row Morning Show. The Back Row Baptist Podcast. The Morning Side Hug. The Back Row with Matt and Mo. He's Matt. I'm Mo. <laughs> We're just like, hey, we got microphones. You're tuned in to the Back Row Rewind. The best of Matt and Mo. Welcome to Back Row Rewind, and this is our Halloween Rewind Special. Instead of taking you back to just one classic episode, we have compiled three of our favorite clips and bits from Halloween shows in the past. Starting off with our very first Halloween show ever, it was a part of our original show, the Back Row Baptist Podcast, and it originally aired on October 31st, 2016. This episode was entitled, Please Don't Say Jesus Ween. And it is a bit all over the place, but we've got several guests and it's going to be a fun time. Now, a little word of caution, this was recorded on a single Blue Yeti microphone. And so while the audio might not be completely stable the entire time, you should be able to hear the show perfectly fine. And I hope that you'll enjoy it. So let's flash back to this part one of our Halloween Rewind special. the official podcast of the back row i'm your host matt coker and hovering next to me today is kevin unwellborn <laughs> scara wellborn daedra dracocula i guess <laughs> and hillary that name is scary enough on its own this year <laughs> <laughs> we don't trust you hillary <laughs> it's Halloween day, and today we got a holiday spooktacular episode lined up for you. On today's show, we're going to talk about why us Christians are so afraid of Halloween. Brody is going to rant about the church's Halloween alternatives. But first, we're going to play a game that'll chew you to the bone. Today, we're going to play spooky trivia time. This game is simple. I've <laughs> got five trivia questions about the origins of Halloween. Um, I'll read a question. Once I finish reading the question, the first person to shout out the correct answer gets the point. Most points at the end of the game win. Simple enough. We just shout. Do church answers. We just win. yell it out. Can uh, I throw the table? Correct if I don't answers. Win? Well, yes, we shout. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to scream. Let it all just, out. You know, can we push each it. other but, down? Please don't. Our current back row feed champion is Cipriano. He's not here today, so this game is just for fun. But be afraid, because these questions are not easy. Bum, bum, bum. Ready? Let's yes. play Spooky Trivia Time! Alright, here we go. First question. According to the Catholic Church, Halloween is actually called All Hallows' Eve, while November 1st is called what? All Saints' Day. 
One oh, point gosh. for Kevin. Really? <laughs> Not Hallows Eve. <laughs> 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 All Hallows Day is if it's the Eve, then the day after. That's true, Hillary. Because it's Christmas That's Eve. That's right. Moving on. Christmas uh, day. I should get the point. None of y'all answered anything, so I don't know <laughs> I, what the I problem did. is. <laughs> Question two. In the ancient traditions that Halloween was created, what? Sorry. Forgot how I worded this question. <laughs> Question two. In the ancient. <laughs> you are reading it and you forgot how you I, I was confused by my own wording. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Pooberry. <laughs> Question two. In the ancient traditions that Halloween was created by the church to replace the original practice of leaving food on your doorstep to appease ghosts was replaced with the practice of allowing poor people to knock on your door and promise to pray for your dead relatives if you gave them pastries called what? Prayer donuts. Pumpkin pie. <laughs> um, oh, I've heard that. I knew this before I even like, found this question. Uh, I thought everyone thought this was common knowledge. No? Pastry called what? Yeah. We don't love the darkness, man. <laughs> yeah, cinnamon rolls. Yes. I have heard this, but I, I, I'll never naming? come up with it. It's okay if you don't. Pop tarts, go, go, go. Uh, croissant rolls. Um, um, things, things, things you take out of the oven. Scones. Um. <laughs> the correct answer is soul cakes. Yeah, soul yeah. Cake. man. That's I, not even uh, a pastry. It's it a pastry. cake. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cake. Right. I call shenanigans. So that's why y'all miss yes. it. <laughs> Of course, yeah. That's, that's, that's the only reason uh, that no one knew the answer. He yeah. tricked us. It's a trick question. <laughs> All right, Kevin, still the, in the lead with one. Trick or treat? Yeah, that was difficult. <laughs> it's obviously a trick. <laughs> this one might be easier. Question three. Halloween gave rise to many of our current superstitions. For instance, people once believed that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into these. Bats. Cats! Cats! Black no. cats! Black mm. cats! That's yeah, black cats. Black yeah, I said that. Yes, vampires. Good job, Hillary. Yes, I got a point. I got a point. That's probably the only one I'm going to get, so it's good. It's I'm, good. I'm reveling in this. All right. <laughs> Hillary and Kevin are currently tied with one. Here's question four. Before the holiday was co-opted by the Catholic Church, the original festival celebrated on the 1st of November to honor the dead in the Celtic religion was called what? Um, this is the hardest question. Shamrock Day? <laughs> leprechaun? Day of, the, day of the Dead? Day of the Leprechaun. Dia de la Spanish. You should have asked a Spanish. They speak kind of Spanish in Ireland? <laughs> potato Day. I think you're being a little racist. <laughs> Shamrock Potato Day. Because they're Celtics. <laughs> She also said leprechauns. I did say leprechauns. <laughs> Man. Oh. We don't know. Oh, no. Nobody knows. It's called Sawam, spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Oh, we so. live in America. How are we supposed to know all these Irish things? Okay, first of all, I get a little agitated when I have to press one for English. There's no way I know the answer to that question. All right. I think they speak English in Ireland. <laughs> they do. So those are our four questions. Now we have a tie. For the lead, which is Hillary and Kevin, so we have a tiebreaker. I'm going to answer it anyway. All right. Hillary and Kevin are going in a tiebreaker question. They each have a card in front of them. They're going to write down the answer. Whoever's closest to the correct yeah. answer will win. Shorties forever. Here's the question. <laughs> in what year did the Catholic Church <laughs> declare November 2nd, All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead? 57. 1746. 
Your answers mean nothing. We said we hand it to you. Hand them to me. No, wait, I didn't write my name. Yeah, I don't mean your name. <laughs> There's only two of us. There's two of you. There's only two of us. But I just want to make sure that I got it right. <laughs> All right, Kevin wrote. 1836. That's always the right answer. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary wrote 1801. Oh, I was really hoping you were going to write 1800. You're probably. So that I would be. 18, like, 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 the correct answer is 1000. Oh, what is it? I was that close. I was that close. You weren't even. 1836. I should get a point. Republic of Texas, baby. That's always the right answer. I should get a point. I'm closer. Our winner, Hillary Bell. Yeah. Victory speech. Um. I really shouldn't win because that was I was like eight years off. Eight hundred and one years off, but you know, that's still okay. close. Still closer than. Yeah, that's true. They should have the thumb wrestle. Sorry, I don't know much about the Catholic Church <laughs> or Halloween. So or Halloween. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. In just a few hours' time, kids all across town will be dressed up in their favorite as their as their bur- <laughs> <laughs> Will be dressed up. They will be dressed up as their favorite fictional characters and demanding you give them candy. How terrifying! But if you're like me, I grew up in a culture that believed Halloween is evil. Oddly enough, I grew up going to a Catholic school, and Halloween was created by the Catholic Church. That's why you made that game. But instead (laughs) of trick-or-treating, they encouraged us to go to less fun events and try to make up for the fact (laughs) by giving us twice as much candy as we would have gotten trick-or-treating just to keep us happy. So we (laughs) <laughs> but there are some legit reasons behind the idea of not letting your kids participate in some or all of the American Halloween traditions. And then there are some that are just completely bogus. Uh, I'm putting myself out on... Boogus. Boogus. <laughs> or the country singer Susie Boggus. Uh, I'm putting myself out on a limb, though, because I don't really know what some of my guests here today think about Halloween as a whole. So let's fix that. Never heard of it. Do- <laughs> Do any of you believe that Halloween is inherently evil? No. No, I, I mean, don't. I let my son go trick-or-treating yeah. already. I let my son go trick-or-treating already. <laughs> we always trick-or-treated when I was a kid. We my, did. Yeah. My dad's a Baptist, was a Baptist minister. So, hmm. you know, that's I'm, why he got fired, because he went trick-or-treating. That's yes. The only no. reason I think... <laughs> 25 plus years and then out. That's a big JK. I think the only reason we didn't go trick or treating when I was like little was because we lived in Albuquerque. And you yeah. Didn't really oh, man. want to do that there. So we had the, the church did their right. thing. But yeah. the church even had a like a scary haunted house that mm. they would ah. have the kids go through. That's so a, That's a bit unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what you take away from it. If you, you know, my mom didn't let me trick or treat. Um, we did stuff at the church, right. but. You know, she instilled in me at a very young age that, you know, it's it's what you make it. And so mm-hmm. she never was like, it's an evil day because it's like, we believe in the Lord and we know that he overcomes all things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was never like, I'm going to let this day, I'm going to completely avoid this day because it's bad. It's like, no, because October 31st is the day that the Lord has made. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if you take it with that mindset, then you don't have to worry about that. That's a good point. And honestly, I think most kids are just like, it's just a day where I get right. to dress up and get a lot of That's candy. What I was gonna <laughs> say. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know a lot of kids that dress up as scary things. No. No. They we all want to dress thing. up as we Power Rangers, superheroes, stuff, and cartoon you know. characters. Yeah. We always dressed up as fun things or yeah. something that could be real, even. You know, mm-hmm. like, I wish you not Twain one year. Were you snatched? <laughs> Did you feel like a woman? Did she sing that? I was feel like a woman. Oh, well, I don't know. 
So, am I the only one that did not? No, you didn't because you you went to the Catholic school. I didn't grow up trick or treating. Oh, I still went trick or treating. Because your mom oh, thought it was my evil parents weren't Catholic. No, no, we didn't, we didn't think it was evil. And also, even as a kid, I thought it was kind of dumb. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. You're lame. I know. <laughs> well, I remember last year. Why are these people giving me candy? This is stupid. What? I hate getting candy and having fun. We have fun, dress up, and get free candy? Count me out. Count me. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin is what you would call a party pooper. Yeah. Party pooper. Well, I remember last year I was having a discussion with someone, and I brought up the fact that, you know, Halloween was pretty much created by Christians. And, you know, they gave me the idea, well, it's kind of been co-opted hmm. uh, by secular America and turned into something evil. Mm-hmm. And right, and you know, thinking about that logic, Christmas has been co-opted by Easter. Easter has been co-opted, and we still celebrate those right. very, very proudly. So, uh, just to say that, oh, because some people are are using it incorrectly, or, or I mean, I understand that. Yeah. What was the? And I, I should have researched this, but what was? The reasoning behind it when it was created, you know, thousands well, of years ago. Similarly, similarly to like why Christmas was uh, set up when it was in the calendar was it was to R- kind of overshadow right. a pagan holiday. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But uh, essentially, it was to both honor the dead. Okay. Uh, and to they dressed up, they tend to dress up in masks mm-hmm. as a way to scare off demons and, and ghosts mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. that they you know spirits it wasn't in the spirit realm the yeah no not at all evil. Um, it was it was almost it was almost created to mock Satan and demons and stuff like that at the oh, time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay the night before and i think a lot of people who were put off by the idea don't really know yeah what it was really created for you know not that i don't know you know what i mean right you know. Because I've got a lot of, I have lots of friends that are like, no, we don't do anything for that. No, we don't. That's bad. Right. Hmm. Well, the the second question was going to be, how do we explain to our kids what Halloween is and isn't? And we kind of touched on that already, but is there anything we want to add to that? I just think you need to make sure that, you know, kids understand, like, why you look through candy to be safe. True. You know? Yeah. Um, why you're not going to let them... You know, pig out all in one night. Um, but more importantly, <laughs> more importantly than why they should leave, let the mommies and the daddies take the candy, take, put it somewhere safe. Totally yeah, totally keep it somewhere sneaky. safe. You know, <laughs> but so just, that we can take the good stuff. I think if you tell your kids, I don't have any kids right now. One day, in the future. Um, but you know, just being honest with them, because kids are smart. No matter how, you know, if they're two or three, they're they're old enough to understand when mommy and daddy are being a little, maybe not truthful. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you just say, when what? mommy and big fat lies. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure that you're being honest with them saying, hey, we're trying to protect you. We also want you to have fun. We also want you to know um, that, you know, we need to treat this day with a little bit... Um, what am I trying to say? Kid gloves? I don't Kid know. gloves, yes. Because <laughs> you don't want to say, this day used to be inherently evil, but Rats. it's not anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know? have those people that would take advantage of this day, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I even saw a warning the other day that people were going to dress in clowns the day before Halloween and, like, terrorize pets and stuff. And I'm like, they're so lame. Why Watch they yourself, take clowns. Something? Yeah. Well, you oh, take something not, fun no and more, then you, no mercy. you ruin Just, it, you know. I mean, it can't, it can't be fun anymore. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss some of the Christian alternatives to Halloween. But right now, Brody has something to say. Warning, you are about to hear the unfiltered rantings of a disgruntled children's ministry puppet, Backrow Brody, formerly of the puppet team, the Holy Pals. Brody has become jaded and bitter over time for being treated like nothing more than a kid's toy. Brody might come across to the average listener as offensive. He may say things that hurt your feelings. He may question things and ideas that you hold dear. He might even call you out by name. If this is not something you can handle, please stick your fingers in your ears. You have been warned. All right, I've had just about enough. You people with your trunk of treats and your Jesus weens, you people make me sick. Look, I get it. You're scared of skeletons and fake blood. Who is it? I'm scared of clowns. We're all scared of something. Frankly, I haven't gone outside after dark since this whole people dressing as creepy clowns trend has started, and nobody knows why. And it's not so much that they're scary, but that because I find them scary, I'm afraid that if I encountered one, I'd be more likely to beat them to death in sheer panicky survival mode than I would to run in terror. You know what? In fact, that sounds awesome. Maybe I will go outside at night and risk having to kill a clown. In fact, I wish a juggler would. Come at me, you purged night wannabe Pennywise it clown, makeup wearing seltzer drinker. I will drop kick a bozo right in the pie hole. You crusty the clown, red nose burger flippers, forget McDonald's, come over to Brody's knuckle sandwiches. Over a million clowns served. I forgot where I was going with this. Whatever. Clowns ruin everything. Why should this be any different? Thanks a lot, clowns. Why don't you come ruin another birthday party of mine, you jerks? This has been Brody Rants. Please try not to take him too seriously. And we're back with the Back Row Baptist Podcast. So Brody almost touched on some of this before he got sidetracked. But in our fear of Halloween, Christians have come up with a lot of Halloween alternatives, some of which are great, some are not so great. And there are even some that I think would be a great addition to the holiday for any family. So I've got a list here uh, of 20 fun uh, alternative ideas for Halloween from ChristianPF.com. I'm going to read some of these, uh, and I'd like your thoughts. The first one, of course, is the standby, the Harvest Party, or the Fall Festival, where basically the church would host a night with carnival-like games where the winners get prizes and candy, either in place of Halloween or uh, sometimes serving as a stop for neighborhood kids as they trick-or-treat throughout the night. So what do we think of the Fall Festival? I think it's a great idea, um, especially if your church is in a location, like in a great in a neighborhood mm-hmm. where a lot of um, people are trick-or-treating because then it's just a way to open up your doors um, to let people know that we're there. Right. Yeah, I like the idea of, of having it as a stop to where kids can come in and there's just already set up things for them to come and games to come and play, grab the candy, go around a circle, and then head back out. Yeah. And we Get can, out of here. I kind of like it just as a like a fall party. You know, right. I mean, we have back to school bashes, Christmas mm-hmm. things. So why not have a fall party? You know, I mean, and it's, I like the church idea. You know, and having your kids be a part of that. Right. Good, clean, fun. <laughs> that was three words. Matt said short. <laughs> All right, the second one I got is trunk or treat. We line up our parking lot with decorated cars and a trunk full of candy, and the kids spend what amounts to minutes circling the cars in the parking now, lot. Now, you say minutes, but the one at the Nazarene Church, you're there for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Really? There are so many cars. This is something new mm-hmm. that... 
my sister's in-laws do, so we all go to it. Mm-hmm. This is but a specific Nazarene church you're talking about, right? Not yeah, all yeah, 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 not all. Not all. <laughs> all. Nazarene the one take, in our town. <laughs> take that truck or treat seriously. But there's like, I don't know, there's like 30 yeah. cars, and there's tons yeah. of people, and you oh, just wow. go in a line, and they've all decorated mm-hmm. the backs of their cars. Yeah, I've seen, a lot, I've seen a lot of those online. That's what we did last uh, at our home in Mount Pleasant at the church there and, and I know they're doing it again. It was good and fun. It's we would pass area. out uh, tracks to and talk to the folks as a point of contact about the gospel and things like that. But uh, I, I like it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I like to target tree quite yeah. a bit. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I used to decorate my car and I just think it's a lot of fun. We actually decorated our car as like a slumber party. So we had a sign that said no boys allowed. How fun. And so <laughs> for a while they're like none of the little boys dressed up. They, were, they would like look at our sign and they'd like walk Aww. away. And we're like no we're just kidding. Oh, so actually I had to take it down because it was just a girl but it was a lot of Fun. But no, it's. I think it's a great alternative. It could even be one of those just stop and stop by and then go out. Yeah, one I think that's things. the ideal yeah. one for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, pumpkin bowling night. You get several medium-sized pumpkins and several bowling pin-sized gourds in a long stretch of sidewalk, and you hold a bowling tournament. Extra points if you bust open a gourd, but you lose points if you pop a pumpkin. Oh. Sounds like a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That actually sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. It also sounds like a lot of work. I personally have never been to one, but yeah, I mean, it would be fun. That's the first I'm hearing Do you get candy? Yeah, Yeah, I'm assuming there's a big prize. Are there, like, gutter balls? I think if you get in the grass. Are there extra points if you hit somebody? No, I don't think so. (laughs) What if somebody's dressed up as a pumpkin, and then you have, like... Can you roll Ten them down the side? That are dressed up as gourds. <laughs> that, like, I think that would be People pumpkin bowling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one I thought was a pretty cool idea. It's called reverse trick-or-treating. Uh, the night after Halloween, you take goodie bags filled with candy and some sort of Christian track or church invite and give them to people in your neighborhood. Oh, that sounds cool. It's a way to invite them yeah. to church. Yeah, That'd be kind of neat. I've never participated in that, but yeah. that would be... That's a good idea. That is fun. Yeah. If people answer the door. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> that was last night. Get away. <laughs> All right. This one is very controversial. Hell House. Uh, heck House. These are... Fri- <laughs> that is, is that These an H Frightening. That's an H word. <laughs> frightening, gory, scary, and very controversial attempts to frighten people into heaven. Mm. They are like haunted houses, except each room will have a terrifying version of things like a uh, super bloody late term abortion, a funeral for homosexual AIDS victim and as, as he goes to hell, scenes in hell of demons torturing peeper, people, just gross and terrible things, and then at the end they offer the antidote, as one pastor called it, saying all this can be avoided if you come to Jesus. I think, Sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jesus never got a follower by scaring them. Right. It was always mm-hmm. by love and by grace, and doing something like that just is the complete opposite. It's mm-hmm. like I don't like to use the phrase, what would Jesus do? Yeah. But that is just not something that that I think would be glorifying to him. Well, and I don't want my children to feel like, to be scared into salvation. Yeah. I want them mm-hmm. to understand what it, it is. is. A, yeah, it is a, get a full a right mind. It's in a right mind that it's a it, free it's, gift. And it's not an emotional offers. decision. It's got to be something it's that not you're a, doing. It's not a get out of hell free card. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, can it... Uh, has there ever been anybody converted at one of these that was legitimate? Sure. I sure. mean, that's not my job to say mm-hmm. right. yay or nay on that. But, yeah, it seems to be kind of the opposite of, of the Lord's take and the way he treated people, even though he was very open very and honest funny. about sure. eternity mm-hmm. separated from God being hell and, and all of those things. But I went to one of these as a teenager 
And um, I don't know. It was pretty well done. I mean, it got my heart rate up and all of those type of things, but it didn't uh, cause the Holy Spirit to draw me to repentance. Right, right yeah. yeah. I went to one, I think, when I was 11. They had one in Hobbs, um, New Mexico, where I grew up. And I just remember thinking, this is the weirdest haunted house I've ever been to. <laughs> And then they had, uh, I think it ended at... Where are the zombies? At, like, right. yes. Where's Freddy <laughs> It ended at a, the diamond of like a baseball field because it was out in a big field. And they had a baseball field at the end. And they had like this angel or whatever doing the last scene, the come to Jesus scene at the end. And I remember thinking, this would be much more believable if she wasn't standing in front of the she, home plate. She, another keyword. She. She. In front of home plate. Angels. <clears throat> It's very weird, um, but yeah, like you said, it didn't have any uh, redeeming uh, spiritual uh, aspect to it in my heart or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, okay, I think we're pretty much all in agreement on that. Adria, have something to add? Nope. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> all right, last one, probably the weirdest sounding one. Jesus Ween. Never heard of it. Please don't ever say that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now hold on. Hold on. I'll get to this in a minute. But this is actually a real movement started by a pastor in Toronto. It was meant to make sure that Christians celebrate Halloween in an appropriate way as a as a fellowship with other believers, with the focus on Christ and not on evil. Uh, but he also encouraged believers to keep their porch lights on and to have the best candy on the block. Amen. Bro. Because quote Satan. Satan is our enemy, not our neighbors. So the movement wasn't made to shame people who celebrate Halloween just to get Christians to do it right. So I could, I completely get behind the spirit of that. Uh, but that name, though. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Ween. Yeah, I just I can't. leave that out. Yeah, no. I think that's great. I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely know that Jesus is behind people who hand out king-size candy bars. Yes. Especially king-size candies. Full-size yes. Snickers. Yes. What? Yes. Um, but... Yeah, I think if you celebrate it with the right mind, yeah. you know, like, yeah. hey, we're going to dress up, we're going to have fun, but more importantly, this is a fellowship of believers. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that sounds like to me exactly the way Halloween should be done. Exactly, in a yeah. Christian Well, he's it, Canadian, so. Well, <laughs> well, I remember it being like a like a fun sort of, my parents would let us go out, you know, and we would go down the road, just the kids, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, and now you can't do that now because people are lost Creepy. their minds, right. you know, and evil clowns. Now, as a side note, technically, ween, in the same sense it's used in Halloween, means believe. So this could be translated as believe in Jesus, which is cool, I guess. But it still sounds vulgar somehow. Uh, (laughs) Any final thoughts on Halloween before we close? I think my biggest thing with it was when I was a kid in the 80s, the costumes were super cheaply made. You'd have Trash this plastic mask <laughs> with one little rubber band to hold it oh, on your yeah. head. And it hurt when you put and, it on. Yeah. And, <laughs> it lasts, and it lasted about an <laughs> hour and then yeah. it snapped. And yes. I think that's why I've always thought it was dumb. Face. You know, and he was kind of a husky kid in a way, so his costume You didn't know me then. <laughs> Kept busting through his Chewbacca yeah. That's probably why he's so bitter. <laughs> this wasn't a his believable Spider-Man. the first time he put it on because his head's so big. <laughs> that actually has happened. <laughs> now we know why he doesn't like it or he didn't participate in it. Still do. Aww. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to take a quick break right there from our back row rewind Halloween rewind special. We will be back here in just a little bit with more from last year's Halloween show. And uh, it's going to be a good time, a spooky time. So stick around. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at ltnonair.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from ltnonair.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. Welcome back to the Halloween Rewind special here on LTN Radio. We are taking it back now to last year's Halloween show, which actually aired on October 30th, 2019. In the clips we're going to share from that show, we're going to be going through some of the holidays that come before the day of Halloween, including celebrating one of the most beloved candies during this time of year, whether you like it or not. And we're also going to be taking some of your answers from questions we asked on Twitter about your Halloween favorites. Back row morning show. Here today. No, I'm <laughs> just going to talk like that all. Is it Mr. Lunt? That's kind of who you... Mr. Lunt. No, this is Mr. Lunt. Oh. He sounds kind of Mexican, but he's not really Mexican. <clears throat> he's a gourd. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, Weentertainment, plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is October 30th, and we've got a few holidays to celebrate. What do we got? I only think I can get behind one of these. <laughs> and it's the first one. What's the first one? Buy a donut day. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. I, uh... Go get your donut fix. There's a local place. It's, I mean, I guess it's technically a chain, but I mean, it's not like... But it's a, uh, It's really a local area-based yeah. uh, called Daylight Donuts. And a friend of ours runs it, uh, has for the last few years. But up until like last year, I haven't really liked Daylight Donuts that much. They had, they had, gone, they had gone pretty south. I completely while. agree. And then we had a couple other donut places open up, and one of them was like really good. Yeah. So I started going there. But Daylight has really started to win me back. Uh, Daylight is the bomb.com. Yeah. And they make 
really cool looking Halloween donuts. <laughs> so, I enjoy their their Instagram and Facebook feed with the photos. Yeah, she does a really good job with that. <laughs> um, for Mila's last birthday, she came up with like fairy style donuts, mm. woodland fairy creatures and decorated <laughs> it all. Like that was awesome. And then just this past week was Mila's last upward football game and so I asked her it was also our week to bring snack and so I was like hey can we get a dozen donuts that have the team's colors and the team's numbers on each of the donuts so everybody gets their own everybody got their own it was so cool (laughs) so cool plus they sponsor Cannon in gymnastics so his little poster is up there hanging in the in the Anyway. Technically, we sponsor Canon in gymnastics. Technically, we do sponsor <laughs> Canon in gymnastics. I should actually bring that and hang it should in hang here. Hang it in huh? our office for <laughs> us to pat ourselves on the back. But mostly yeah. you, because you're paying for it. But whatever. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, it's also kind of a little morbid here, but, you know, we are the day before Halloween, so <laughs> create a great funeral day. So I'm assuming this is like pre-plan your own funeral and yeah. make it cool. Yeah. Like set your coffin on springs and have it spring low, <laughs> pop out. No, I mean like <laughs> not, not, like, not like a low rider. That's what I was thinking. Just come out <laughs> with like... more more like a haunted house where it just pops up and the body flies out with confetti and balloons. Sure. Surprise everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to do a not technically a funeral I guess a memorial service like my first one ever yeah later and uh, little nervous about it little nervous you'll do great like we talk yeah. about it's, it's it's not it's not quite the same pressure as like a wedding because right. you know a wedding is like the big special day and this is more like the just the kind of memorial final yeah situation but yeah. Kevin you also got to think, there's got to be some, I do some big mistake and then everybody hates me for the rest of my life because right. I yeah. ruined their They're waiting for their your funeral. funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin was the first person that I ever heard say that he prefers to do funerals over weddings. And since then, I've heard many, many yeah. pastors say the same thing. But when I first heard Kevin say that, I was like, what kind of morbid pastor do we <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got to thinking about it and I was like, it does make sense. I mean, yeah. The crowd is definitely more open and receptive and, and not on their time crunch so they can go dance and drink. Hurry up, there is an open bar at this reception. <laughs> only reason i'm here i haven't spoken to these people in seven years <laughs> give them the ring say i do kiss let's go <laughs> what more do you need hey i have a question <laughs> have you thought about your funeral i have i have yes yeah, yeah. okay just curious why do you you have plans for my funeral <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about your funeral because i have a binder <laughs> what we're gonna do next year i mean whenever you die <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> no, so I tell Chris all the time that one, I want to be cremated, and two, I want to have like a big worship service for my funeral. I want it to just be a super dope party. That's very close to like what I'd like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want any crying. I want a live band. I want like an hour worship. I also kind of want to do like 
pull an Andy Kaufman and like record myself talking to everybody for <laughs> that would when be I'm cool. dead. <laughs> that would be cool. I want a really awesome slideshow. So I have to die before you so that you can so do I my can slide make slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to have a reception of all of my favorite foods. Like, duh. That's the way that I want to go out. And Chris is like, nope. We're getting a casket, you're getting buried, and we're all crying the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> but that won't be any fun. Exactly. It's not supposed to be fun, Megan. What is wrong with you? Listen, I'm on the other side having a super dope worship service, <laughs> seeing a pretty cool slideshow of my entire life, and maybe eating all my favorite foods. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? You should be doing the same thing here. All right, this last day can go kick rocks. <laughs> I'm That's just so going to put sad. it out there. So sad to hear this. National Candy Corn I Day. I love candy corn. Candy corn is like the poop of candy. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it is I am, so bad. To my shame, I have eaten like three bags already. Yeah, you're year. the reason that it stays in. <laughs> you and the Mateses, they like, I don't understand it. <laughs> you all love candy corn and it's like eating candle wax. Now, what I don't get is that there are a lot of people that will only eat candy corn if they mix it with peanuts. Really? Like a, just like a little weird candy hey, corn. Hey, no, I might actually like mix. that. And that sounds awful to me. Texturally and taste-wise. See, I but think I, I might it. need a handful of peanuts to one candy corn, though. Like, <laughs> it's just honey. I mean, what's what's wrong with the honey? No, flavor? it's wax. <laughs> that, like, I if I were to eat a candle, that's what I imagine it would taste like. Honestly, there are some candles that probably mm. taste better than candy corn. <laughs> I've got a cinnamon apple candle at home right now. <laughs> Sounds so much better. I asked on Twitter, I uh -oh. asked our followers uh, several questions. So basically what we're going to do here is I'm going to read you the questions and the options, and you're going to guess what our listeners and fans chose the most. All right, hold on. Let me tap into... <laughs> <laughs> the craziness of our listeners. <laughs> All right. So the first question, what is the best Halloween song out of these four? Thriller, Monster Mash, Ghostbusters theme, and Werewolves of London. I'm going with Monster Mash. Correct. 42% said Monster Mash. 34% said Thriller. Thriller. Yep. Ghostbusters themes after that, only 10% of Werewolves of London. Because nobody knows what that is. You Werewolves. know Werewolves of London. Oh. I love that you tell me you what I know. <laughs> I know. No, everybody knows Werewolves of London. When you heard it, you would know it. Okay, probably. It's a possibility. Because <laughs> it is one of those things that's played to death every Halloween. Really? Just like Monster Mash, yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right, second question. What makes you more uncomfortable at Halloween between these two? Sexy costumes or gory costumes? What do you think our listeners said? <laughs> do we have more men or women listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Had 172 people vote on this one. I'm going to say sexy costumes. Correct. By a large portion. 74% yeah. said they, they uh, prefer gory costumes to sexy ones. Nice. <laughs> 
which I get. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Let's see here. I think this is the most voted on one. Most voted on one here is worst Halloween candy. I didn't put candy corn in the list because it's my poll and I can do what I want. <laughs> we have 309 votes on this. Worst Halloween candy between these four. Circus peanuts, which are those orange marshmallow yeah, peanuts. disgusting. Necco wafers, black licorice, and Smarties. Oh, man. So I, I have a really good feeling Smarties is last. You're correct with that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. It's I'm, a hard one, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to go with the wafers, the Necco wafers. Necco wafers was actually third. Really? The number one thing that people guessed with 56% of the votes, black licorice. Okay. Which I completely agree with. I See, would but there the are people who actually like black licorice. So that's why I was like, well, Demons. People. Demons on earth. See, and then circus peanuts really like, yeah, they suck, but I don't feel like they're a, that has been my word for the week, by the way. You've said it a lot. Apparently, like, y'all know where my life is this week. (laughs) Um, I just don't feel like they're a Halloween candy. Mm, Yeah, I mean, they typically are, though. They really only get given out on Halloween. I mean, nobody buys them unless they're giving them out on Halloween. My father-in-law buys them really? all the time. Really? Disgusting. They are disgusting. Along with those, like, black and orange peanut butter kisses, the little wrapped up, unlabeled black and orange candies. You'd see it. I mean, you'd know them if you saw them, too. <laughs> That's one of those things. Okay. Uh, next question, with 132 votes, what do you think of fun-size candy? Is it a perfectly sized treat? Or how is less candy fun? How is less candy fun? <laughs> yes, 69% said how is less candy fun. Bring on uh, the king size candy bar. Less y'all. than I assumed. All right, the final question was this with 158 votes. What do you think of candy corn? Is it honey infused heaven or Satan's candied earwax? <laughs> Satan's candied earwax. Is that what you're saying or what the fans would say? <laughs> How many votes? 158. I'm, I'm going to be really disappointed if people think it's honey-infused heaven. <laughs> it's Satan's earwax, y'all. This this poll went for ran for 24 hours. Okay. It stayed roughly neck and neck the whole time, and it ended at a 50-50 tie. What? <laughs> Half of these people think it's heaven, half think it's Satan's earwax. <laughs> it's awful. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy how polarizing Well, and obviously, is. I mean, it, we are on different sides right? as well, so. <laughs> Alright, we're going to take one more break here on our Halloween Rewind special from the Back Row Archives. Stick around when we come back redeeming halloween you're listening to the back row rewind the best of matt and mo what's up everybody it's station manager matt and this is five not cool things 
Number 16. Having to work those last two weeks after you put in your notice and feeling the disdain seeding from your boss and coworkers that you're leaving behind. Number 17. People who ride their bikes in the street and expect cars to share the road but then don't follow the rules of the road, like don't weave in and out of traffic like a crazy person. Number 18. When banks charge you for using their new banking machine, meaning that you're now paying more for them to do less work. Number 19. People who think you haven't truly tasted a food, any food, until you've tasted it fried. And number 20. When people say, ha ha, that's so funny I forgot to laugh. When it's painfully obvious that they had indeed remembered to laugh, hence the ha ha. Those have been five not cool things. But you know what is cool? Voting. It's almost time to vote. You, might, you could have voted already. You got the, the absentee ballots. You know, vote, guys. It's time to vote. Voting time is now. Do it. I can't be any clearer here. Are you listening? Right now, go vote. Now, vote. Now, vote. Today. Or soon. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. Welcome back to our Halloween Rewind special, where we turn the clocks back to an episode from... October 31st, 2018, where Mo and I tackled how to redeem Halloween. And as a bonus segment, we're going to be talking about the history of candy that's been tampered with on Halloween. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's almost never happened. Welcome back to the Background Morning Show. Gracious. You did not back up from the mic nearly far enough. I backed up a little bit. <laughs> it is a solid line. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry if I scared you. But it is Halloween, so I guess you deserved it. Uh, please Don't Side Hug Me is our sponsor. That's a book. The best of Back Row Baptist. Uh, put down the phone and instead bring this book into the bathroom with you. Perfect Please. reading material. <laughs> and it's made of paper, just in case. <laughs> Visit Amazon. Search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed. And hey, Mo, hey, is it still Halloween? Matt. Oh, gosh. It's Halloween. And I've got five <laughs> random facts. <laughs> are they Halloween facts? Nah. Oh. Yes, they are. Of course they are. It's my favorite holiday. 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 It's my favorite holiday. Mm, yes. I'm just kidding. It's really not my favorite holiday, but I just like holidays in general. Number one, the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually made from turnips. Turnip lanterns. Hmm. How do but you fit a candle in a turnip? It wouldn't have been a turnip lantern. It's not like it's a pumpkin lantern. It's a jack-o'-lantern. Jack is not a name for pumpkin. I don't need your logic. <laughs> They always got to kill my vibe, Mo. <laughs> okay. 50% of kids prefer to receive chocolate candy for Halloween compared with 24% who prefer non-chocolate candy and 10% who prefer gum. Those 10% are weird people. Yeah. Who wants gum? I kind of think Topher is only going to be able to have gum this year. I felt so bad for him. We got. Have you heard of being booed? Have you heard of this? 
Uh, just since seeing your Instagram story. <laughs> Where somebody like puts a bag of yeah. Halloween goodies on your front porch and then ding dong ditch- ditches you. Ding, 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 so they ding. stuck all kinds of candy in here and yeah. Topher's like going through it and he's like, you just see it hit him all of a sudden. Like devastation, turmoil. <laughs> he is not going to be able to have any of the good candy this year because of his braces. Really? I don't remember braces ever slowing me down with candy. Well, most of the things are super sticky. Yeah. And so, yeah. I've you just got to be careful. Keep it in the back of your teeth. $5,000 in that kid's mouth. <laughs> I am not about to have him pop anything off. Popping right. off. Popping off. Uh, Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas. That surprises me. That is kind of surprising. Although. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the more you think about it, the more, yeah. Yeah. Because, number one, people buy candy for their, their houses to give uh-huh. away and the costumes were, but you're also buying that candy for like a month and a half before Halloween, too. True. Saying, oh, I'm going to get it early and then eating it all and then buying more. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, so then you're buying candy for your your own home. You're buying candy for your church if yeah. they're doing an event of some sort. The costumes, because it's not just, it's the highest grossing commercial holiday. Yeah. So costumes, Custom decorations. buckets, decorations. Yeah. I wonder if pumpkins are like Pumpkins. pumpkin carving kits. Mm-hmm. You know, I. So yeah, at first I I'm like, it. that's surprising. And then I'm like, no, well, it's really not. I can see it. I can see okay. it. Okay. Halloween is thought to have originated around 4000 BC, which means Halloween has been around for over 6000 years. That's a lot of years. I wonder what Halloween before Christ looked like. Everybody's mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Boston, Massachusetts. Well, that would have been that would have been the pagan celebration. I'm assuming the Sam, the Sawim. The Sawim, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, Boston, Massachusetts holds the record for the most jack o' lanterns lit at once. They had thirty thousand one hundred and twenty-eight. Good night. That is a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot of. Uh, I also want to know why they lanterns. thought to count them. Hmm. Like, I want to know why they thought to count them. Maybe they were actually going for that. I was like, going to say, you have year, to, like, set out f- to meet this goal. Yeah, like, a few years ago, Albuquerque tried to go for most uh, Christmas lights mm-hmm. in the town. And they would have gotten it. Except Guinness decided, no, we won't count luminarias. What? Which is a traditional holiday light. In like a little bag, yeah, that we use in New Mexico, and uh, a lot of people use those as their decorations, and they decided not to count them, so we didn't get the. That's sad. And record. luminarias are one of the prettiest. Yeah, gosh, they're nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so, although I'm surprised, forget you, Guinness. I kind of am surprised, and always have been since we moved here, that they're such a big thing in New Mexico, considering how stinking windy it is. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Uh, they're pretty they're secured pretty well, I think. Sure. <laughs> With a little bit of sand and a candle in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt. Those are my facts. Right. I'm done. I don't think you're done. I'm done. I don't think you are. No, I'm done. Okay. What is this? Candy problems? <laughs> when kids start woofing down their Halloween treats, there's always one grim specter. Looking in the back of parents' minds. We all know what it is. You all right? 
No. <laughs> what if some madmen had filled their candy with poison, razor blades, needles, or some other decidedly terrifying foreign substance? But has, but this has never actually no. happened. <laughs> Why don't you read? Forever? No, I'm reading but mine. Has this? Oh. <laughs> you threw me off. <laughs> <sighs> Hopefully everybody understood what I've said. All right. Decidedly terrifying. Des- well, has anybody ever heard of the word decidingly? Decidedly. Oh, decidedly. <laughs> See, I don't even know what that word is. Are you awake, Mo? Nope. We're in the second hour now. You should be awake by now. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay, but guys, has this ever actually happened? So let's take a look at how realistic these fears actually are. Has anybody ever handed out poison candy? To random children, not that we know of. In 1974, an eight-year-old Houston boy named Timothy O'Brien died after eating cyanide-laced pixie sticks while trick-or-treating. Although the poisoning initially looked like it might have been the work of a deranged homeowner, the investigation into O'Brien's murder soon centered in on his father, what? Ronald Clark O'Brien. Uh, a bit of digging revealed that Ronald O'Brien had recently taken out a hefty life insurance policy on both of his children, and police quickly built a case, albeit a circumstantial one, that O'Brien had given both Timothy and his daughter Elizabeth the poison candy to try to collect on the policies. Wow. To help cover his tracks, O'Brien also gave two other children cyanide pixie six. Luckily, his daughter and the other two children had passed up the poison powders in favor of other treats. Eventually, O'Brien was convicted and executed for murdering his son. So, happy Halloween. (laughs) While his crime was certainly a horrific one, it was hardly the sort of random poisoning that parents are fearing about. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so nobody's ever actually died from poison candy? Poison uh, Halloween, Halloween candy. candy? By all indications, no. Uh, Snopes has collected an impressive array of stories where randomly poisoned Halloween candy was blamed for deaths, though. Um, in 1970, a five-year-old in Detroit died after ingesting a massive amount of heroin. Uh, tests on the Halloween candy showed that some had been spiked with the drug, but the police actually learned the tragic truth behind the boy's death. He had stumbled across his uncle's heroin stash and mistakenly eaten it. His family then sprinkled the drug on the boy's Halloween candy to throw off investigators. Wow. So why do we have so many scares then? I mean, it's easy to see how these urban legends have taken hold because they're just so they're terrifying. Uh, I mean, after all, parents spend 364 days of every year telling their kids not to take candy from strangers precisely because it might be poisoned. And then to give the thumbs up to taking snacks from every house in the neighborhood on Halloween. Well, it's only natural that parents would get a little nervous. Plus, after the terrifying random Tylenol murders from 1982, where seven Chicagoland people died after taking randomly poisoned pain medication, Many people have been more than a little nervous about crazed poisoners. Mm. That's why all Tylenol bottles and what whatnot have a little foil seal on the top now. I did not they know that. They didn't used to. 
Hmm. Uh, of course, the scares get a real boost every few years when someone, often a parent, dies while eating Halloween candy or immediately afterwards. Statistically, you'd expect just as many people to randomly drop dead on Halloween as any other day of the year. But any time a parent has a fatal heart attack after eating a miniature Butterfinger, the poison candy scourge gets the blame until an op- autopsy results come back. Uh, everything from heart failure to fatal bacterial infections have been initially blamed on poison candy. Okay, so we can probably conclude that my kids aren't going to get poisoned from their Halloween candy. But what about razor blades and needles? All right, well, let's say this should be a mild concern. Uh, I did say that this never happened last week, and that was a bit wrong. Uh, <laughs> unlike, bit wrong. Unlike randomly poisoned candy, there are verified reports of sharp objects being placed in random trick-or-treaters' candy. Fortunately, though, these incidents hardly qualify as an epidemic. In fact, they are really, really, really rare. Uh, according to Snopes, since 1959, there have been around 80 reports of sharp objects adultering uh, adulterating food uh the great bulk of those reports turned out to be hoaxes and even when the stories turned out to be true the needles or blades were usually placed in the food by a relative or a friend who had a really boneheaded idea for what constitutes as a good prank oh man so hardly the sort of crazed loners who should be keeping us awake at night <laughs> uh but moreover compared to cyanide poisonings uh, the potential downside of biting into a sharp object is fairly low. The worst of these verified reports resulted in someone needing to get a few stitches to close a cut in the mouth. Mm. Uh, while that would certainly be enough to ruin your day, and you should obviously still inspect your child's bag uh, of candy for this kind of stuff, it's not quite as terrifying as keeling over with a Jolly Rancher in your mouth. Right. <laughs> so... Do we know if anyone's been caught for these needle attacks? Uh, Well, despite decades of potential worry, the first organized attempt to spoil Halloween with sharp objects didn't really happen until 2000. Uh, The year James Joseph Smith of Minneapolis allegedly stuck needles in the Snickers bars he handed out to trick-or-treaters. While several of the children bit into Smith's nefarious bars... He could hardly claim a huge victim toll. The only injury was to a teenager who was pricked by one of the needles, and even he didn't need to go see a doctor for his relatively small wound. Police charged Smith with one count of adulterating a substance with the intent to cause death, harm, or illness. So I can, yeah. Anything else weird turn up in Halloween candy? Um, okay, so there have been drugs sometimes Mm. Mm. Uh, in 2000 parents began finding an odd trick mix into their children's treats snickers wrappers stuffed with marijuana Mm. police jumped on the case but they quickly traced the wacky chocolates back to a homeowner who seemed truly confused about the whole hullabaloo eventually the police and the homeowner pieced together what had happened the man worked in the dead letter office at the local postal facility and when he found a bag of snickers and a lost package he brought them home to give out his treats he hadn't realized the pardon me hadn't realized though that the candy bars were actually someone's attempt at smuggling pot through the mail wow <laughs> so bottom line yes it is smart to check your kids candy but nearly every instance of tampered can- uh, with candy has been a hoax or a wacky mistake the odds of your kids candy being tampered with is well let's say if you find a razor blade poison or drugs in a candy bag you should also buy a ticket the next time mega millions hits over a billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of curious how they can track the candy back to the the house that it came from uh well you just ask i mean you ask around you ask around where did you get a snickers do you remember where you got a snickers 
and they'll point. Yeah, yeah that fine. house and that house and that house yeah, and that house. That's it's not as, as well. You know what? Nowadays, that might be harder because we have all these mixed bags, and that's yeah. all you get anymore. But yeah. it used to, you'd buy a bag and it'd just be of one candy. You remember? Yeah, that's you know, the way it used to be. Hey, that's the Snickers house. Today's, yeah, they're giving out Snickers. They're giving out Mike and Ike's. That's what you get. Yeah, Mike and Ike's, man, they used to be good. And then they changed to real fruit juice. They're like candy corn. And they're worse. They're awful. Yeah, they're <laughs> bad. Hot tamales, though. Hot tamales. Ooh, All about yeah. hot tamales. Mm-mm. So anyway, <laughs> sure, be safe, but don't freak out. But don't be scared. You don't need to take a bite of every piece of candy that your kid brings home, unless you want to, because I know that's some excuse that parents use. Well, we're just checking for poison, Billy. Have you, Matt, <laughs> before we close out the hour, Yeah. have you seen the videos? It was a big thing maybe three or four years ago. One of the late night television shows encouraged parents to do this. Oh, Jimmy, they, Jimmy Kimmel. Was it Jimmy it? Kimmel? Yeah. Where they steal the kid's candy Yeah. and the kid wakes up the day after Halloween and you've got all these empty candy wrappers. And the parent says, I'm sorry, I ate all your Halloween candy. <laughs> yep. All right. Redeeming Halloween. Now, this is from Luke Gilkerson. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to give you a little bit more facts about Halloween and ways for you to safely celebrate as believers. Uh, now, for some Christians, the notion of redeeming Halloween will sound ridiculous. How can something so rife with demonic symbolism be redeemed? Perhaps this is just one of those things that fits in the reject category. Is there anything positive to redeem? Undoubtedly, some will read this, read this, hear this. We're reading it. Some will hear this and remind us about Halloween's pagan roots, telling us about the Druids and the pagan sacrifices and rituals to commune with the dead, Celtic deities and the questionable origins of trick-or-treat and jack-o'-lanterns. I'm quite aware of all of these facts uh, so here's some caveats before we dive into this. Caveat number one, it's important not to treat this like a cut and dry issue. Uh, the mere fact that modern Halloween practices are echoes of pagan traditions does not therefore mean Halloween as a cultural tradition is unredeemable. Remember, to redeem something in our culture means to admit it has been used for evil, but to reclaim the truth within it, utilizing it for God's purposes. Not all Halloween activities are redeemable, but I believe many are. Caveat number two, remember that many Halloween traditions are a far cry from their ancient or medieval counterparts. As far as redeeming Halloween goes, there are some elements of Halloween that, in our opinion, have already been ripped away from paganism and redeemed as something wholesome. Let's face it, the connection between ancient druids dressing as ghouls and my son dresses Bob the Tomato is tenuous at best. (laughs) Caveat number three. It's also important to note that this issue is a matter of conscience. Reading Romans 14 to 15 and 1 Corinthians 8 through 10, it seems clear that Halloween is a disputable matter, and it will probably always be so. Uh, while we're firm in our convictions on the matter, I recognize other others' consciences simply won't allow any association with Halloween, and this ought to be respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, caveat number four, we should never become prideful about our approach on the subject. While we should feel free to critique ourselves and discuss these matters, we should redeem or, sorry, remember that pridefully looking down on other Christians for differing opinions is just as 
demonic as a vampire. Mm. Uh, you can stop right there and like we got a sermon all in and of itself. Hashtag right. truth. Hashtag preach. And I'm guilty of it. Well, I'm yeah, guilty of being prideful are, but... about it. Uh, but with with this in mind, here are some ideas on how today can be redeemed for the glory of God. So what does redeeming Halloween look like? Uh, redeeming elements of Halloween does not mean participating in worldly or immoral activities in order to witness. It's not like flirty fishing where you go out there and weave your way into, you know what flirty fishing is? Never heard heard of of flirting fishing. It's where Christian ladies go out and flirt with unchristian men and sometimes more in order to eventually lead them into the church. And it's a Poor practice. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> to redeem something is, uh, in this culture, means to find the artifacts, the objects, the activities, and the customs that have been misused for worldly purposes and take them back for the sake of spreading goodness and the gospel. To redeem something is to admit that it's been used for evil, like we said, and to use it for godliness instead. With that in mind, here are some, some suggestions toward redeeming Halloween that you can try from Luke Gilkerson. Number one is did i have you read these i don't think i did Mm-mm. you want to read these number one sure i'll, I'll read, read them. the dis- okay. description so number one show love to your neighbor so every day of the year even october 31st is a great day to obey the second greatest commandment to love our neighbor for many communities halloween is a time of widespread celebration Homes open up to strangers, bonfires, parties, and neighborhood gatherings are commonplace. For Christians desiring to be involved in the lives of their neighbors, Halloween is a natural time to connect with others. It serves as a perfect time to not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, Hmm. like Romans 12, 21 says. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, Number two, unearth the good roots of Halloween. So Halloween, uh, for all its depictions of evil, is rooted in many good traditions. Christians. Christians. <laughs> in many areas, Halloween is uh, still has all the markings of a harvest festival, and it is right and good to thank God for a good harvest. Uh, choose to use Halloween as a time to celebrate God's provision. Uh, it, it is significant that Halloween coincides with Reformation Day, the day that Martin Luther nailed his 95 Theses to the church door, supposedly, uh, at Wittenberg. Obviously, this day could have more uh, of a celebratory feel for Protestants, not so much for Catholics. Uh, but Luther actually chose All Saints' Eve very purposefully because it was the perfect day to protest the abuse of indulgences. In this way, Halloween serves as a reminder of the poor medieval theology from which church has largely escaped. And celebrate with uh, a real All Saints party. Take to take the theme of Hebrews 12.1 and run with it. Celebrate the great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us. Read the stories of faithful martyrs to your kids and remember those who've come before you. Hmm. Number three, make use of holy horror. All right, now this one is going to be controversial, guys, but stick with us. Some trick-or-treat traditions, notably vandalism or needless pranks, are nothing more than excuses for destructive behavior. Moreover, decorating one's body or home in such a way that celebrates necromancy or demonic creatures is totally out of step with one who worships the Jesus Christ. Instead, choose to redeem the horror of Halloween. The portrayal of good and evil, as well as their consequences, are two sides of the truth. Uncovering the real nature of evil is part of what it means to dwell on what is good. God is not opposed to the use of horror. 
In fact, he himself does it. Uh, Brian Godawa, screenwriter of the film To End All Wars and the author of Hollywood Worldviews, Watching Films with Wisdom and Discernment, reminds us that the horror genre conveys powerful truths about the true nature of evil. So, the prophet Daniel wrote horror literature based on images and drama pitched by God to him in Babylon. Not only did God turn the blaspheming king Nebuchadnezzar into an insane wolf man to humble his idolatrous pride in Daniel 4, but he storyboarded horror epics for King Balthazar, Balthazar, Belshazzar, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Darius as allegories of the historical battle between good and evil to come. Huge hybrid carnivorous monsters came out of the sea like Godzilla, one of them with large fangs and ravishing claws to devour, crush, and trample over the earth in Daniel 7, 1 through 8, until it is slain and its flesh roasted in fire, seven eleven. Uh, there are blasphemous sacrileges causing horror in eight thirteen, including an abomination of desolation in nine twenty six and twenty seven angels and demons engaging in spiritual warfare in ten thirteen rivers of fire seven ten deep impact comments and meteors colliding with the earth armageddon style eight ten wars desolation and complete destruction uh, again nine twenty six and twenty seven The book of Daniel reads like god 's own horror film festival. And might I add, this all gives glory to God in the highest. Mm. Uh, children need to know that evil is not just an abstraction. There is a personal evil in the world who is bent on killing, stealing, and destroying. Every scary demonic encounter and apocalyptic story in the Bible makes this clear. As Halloween approaches, our environment becomes a living parable, a reminder that real demons are just as real and even scarier than the trick-or-treaters. So help your children see how classical archetypes of evil, monsters, dragons, vampires, werewolves, ghosts, show the true nature of sin and evil. Of course, many horror films have denigrated into immoral exaltations of sex, violence, and death, but this is an abuse of a genre, not a good use of it. For younger kids, it's easy to say, or it's enough to say, that scary creatures show us what real evil looks like. Sin might look attractive on the surface, but underneath, sin is hideous, and monstrous characters are a reminder of that. So, like, for older kids, you can get them more specifics. Vampire stories were written to symbolize the thirst and re- relentless or restlessness of our repressed dark side, an addictive madness that is so strong we believe it will follow us even beyond death. The story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde symbolizes the dual nature of fallen humanity and the futility of trying to manage or quarantine one's sinful impulses. Zombies are the true apocalyptic monster, the symbol of animalistic human nature that is left when the societal restraints of sin break down. Frankenstein's monster is symbolic of scientific pride of the uh, Enlightenment, the belief that through science man can be his own god, his own maker, because man is ultimately reducible to mere biology, biology, a belief that ultimately leads to destruction. You know, these are all allegories. These are all stories that we can use, examples Mm -hmm. that we can use to teach something real, to teach something truthful about ourselves. Uh, I really like the the Jekyll and Hyde story. In fact, there's a Petra song that I really love by that name going about that whole thing. It's the whole, you know, it's the beast you feed that, that, you know, survives. That's the kind of idea behind it. I think the Jekyll and Hyde and Frankenstein's monster are two that Mm -hmm. are very, um, I can't even think of the word. They relatable Mm -hmm. to preteens and teenagers. It's just very 
Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when our kids know something about the significance of these monsters, they become neither things that we celebrate nor the things that we shun outright. Rather, they become windows to see how evil works. Uh, knowing these things allows Christian families to uh, even appreciate well-written horror and scary tales from great authors like Edgar Allan Poe, Washington Irving, Mary Shelley, Henry James, W.W. Jacobs, and H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, These talented authors used horror to explore important themes like original sin, the downfalls of modern society, and the persistence of sin even beyond death. Hmm. Okay, so number four, teach children Halloween is really a mockery of the devil. So Christians can actually enjoy Halloween, not Halloween. 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 I've said that word so many times this morning. (laughs) Not because they are reveling in evil, but because the day serves as a powerful reminder that Christ has conquered the devil. Uh, Dr. John Frame writes uh, in his book, The Doctrine of the Christian Life, it is missionary labors in Europe. The church substituted... uh, or sorry, in its missionary labels in Europe, labors. I cannot read. I'm running out of reading. It was me last talents. segment. So yeah. Now it's you. Let me start another run and start at. Here we go. <laughs> in its missionary labors in Europe, the church substituted its own holiday for some pagan observance. In the modern West, Halloween is essentially a mockery of ancient paganism. It is not paganism, but a celebration of the gospel's victory over paganism. I see no spiritual danger in observing that celebration as long as we and our children understand the difference between mocking paganism and endorsing it. So medieval Christians used to use uh, All Saints or the Eve of All Saints Day as a time to dress as sinister creatures, not as a way to celebrate evil, but to mock it, to tease it. Uh, They hand to the damned just one final frolic because they know the darkness will be overcome by the coming dawn. Mm. Uh, It's also John Frame. Uh, In the end, you have to choose how best to approach redeeming Halloween yourself. The evil atmosphere of the day may loom large, but he that is in us is greater than he that is within this world. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the idea of redeeming Halloween. Yeah. And this is a good list. It is. And the whole thing about, you know, that's that's kind of what we talked about uh, earlier or last week is that this is... The whole the whole idea behind Halloween and the, the traditions was to mock the devil. Mm-hmm. It was to to celebrate that Jesus has conquered death in the grave, conquered hell, uh, and to basically say, "Nah, nah, we're his, not yours." Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's I love it. I love the idea. Yeah, because we're not allowed to mock each other. <laughs> We're not allowed we do that to, every day. Not allowed to tease each other. That's rude and sinful. I think <laughs> I've heard people say something along the lines of, we'll take back the power from the devil. But at the same time, we need to remember that the devil doesn't have the power. God has always been in control. Right. God has the power. But we need to remind ourselves of that truth. Yeah. You know, because living in the world on a regular basis, it can be scary and depressing and hard to remember who truly is in control. Right. But and our response should not be to go hide in our homes and turn our lights off. Right. And be afraid of the world outside our door. Yeah. It should be to get in there and uh, be a light shining for Christ mm-hmm. in the dark world instead. Yeah. Um, you know, like we said, one of what we should do, there's a lot of people that want to give out tracks for Halloween. 
And there's a lot of people that want to give out just tracks for mm-hmm. Halloween yeah. with no candy. And uh, what we should be doing as Christians is we should be giving out the biggest. We should be giving out king size Snickers, man. Mm-hmm. We should be, if we could afford it. <laughs> we should be giving out the best candy. We should be having the biggest smile. We should be sh- we should be praising the kids with you know love mm-hmm. and whatever and such great costumes. Yeah, you know we should we should be a shining example of someone who loves their neighbor. Yeah. Uh, we should not be an example of a, a grumpy old witch that <laughs> doesn't, doesn't like children. It's the truth. Wants, yeah. With uh, socializing at such a low now, I mean, it's not like it used to be when we were kids. You go out, if you lived in a neighborhood, I didn't grow up in a neighborhood, but if you lived in a neighborhood, you knew your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You go out and talk to them. You were out playing in the in the front yard and, you know, you knew your neighbors on an intimate basis. Not so much nowadays, but, yeah. you know, God's greatest commandment, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Absolutely. Allow this to be that time to outwardly show how much you genuinely love your neighbors. Yep. Unless you don't love yourself. You know. And you <laughs> therefore don't love your neighbors. We have other problems then, guys. <laughs> then it's a matter of the heart, folks. We love you. For those of you who are unconvinced, remain unconvinced and believe that Halloween is too, too, demonic. too, too, too demonic. Um, I mean, the, the argument that I get back whenever I try and defend Halloween is that, look, it's been taken over by the, the secular world. They celebrate it wrong. They celebrate it evilly. They celebrate it in a way that Christians shouldn't celebrate it. And therefore, we shouldn't celebrate it anymore. Mm. And my immediate response to that is always, that's exactly what they do with Christmas and Easter, too. Mm -hmm. They celebrate it wrong. They celebrate it in a sinful way where they're lifting up other idols and whatnot Mm -hmm. and not talking about Jesus. Are we going to do the same thing with Christmas and Easter? Are we going to stop celebrating those? And I know people who do. And that's if that's true. your conviction, <laughs> that's true. Live it out, right? However, but as a whole, most Christians would not abandon Christmas and and Easter, even though they don't want to uh, have the spooky holiday as a part of their repertoire. Right. right. Um, so, again, think about it, pray about it. Yes, yeah, search your it heart. Still is uh, up to you and how you're convicted. And if uh, if God is, if you feel God is still convicting you to uh stay away then stay away but it can be so much better guys Mm -hmm. it really can and you know matt i think a big thing to remember too and we didn't even really discuss this in the list but um something that like fear was instilled in me at a young age of halloween and what halloween could be or might be or what i might see or we're not to live in fear absolutely not yeah um so just just remember that. And as Matt's saying, pray about it, think about it, search your heart, figure out what your conviction is and if it's truly about this holiday or if it's something else. And yeah, if it's just fear sneaking into your heart. Right. Or if God is really talking to you. Yeah. Yep. If it's just fear, then redeem Halloween. That is going to do it for our Halloween Rewind special. We hope that you had a great time going back into the archives with us for this special holiday. Make sure you play it safe this weekend. I know everything's a bit different these days. 
It's going to make for an interesting Halloween, no matter where you live, for sure. Hey, we're going to wrap it up there. Remember, if no one else tells you, Jesus loves you, nerd. Show at 8 a.m. and again at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, only on LTE.